What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Gotta switch it up. We do. Sometimes you're not funny. Sometimes you're not funny, and sometimes you want to say from beside instead of here, and you know, we 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 have the freedom of choice. Because it's our dang podcast. It's true. Uh, how you doing? You know, pretty much same as last week. Yeah. Yeah. No gigs. No nothing. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, kind of the same. We had a crap week. Um, car needed like a bunch of work, like mm. a bunch of work. Um, and then just kind of general childcare being stuck in a house forever. Yeah. A deal. Um, I, uh, I had posted this on my personal page. I had to get a biopsy done on a thing on my leg Yeah, and, uh, wasn't that big of a deal. And, you know, I'll find out the results in a couple of weeks, but, uh, today, um, I, I found out how deep they made it in there. Started, started feeling. It went all the way in. (laughs) They went further than I, uh, than I was, uh, (laughs) than I thought. Yeah. Well, I was just sitting at my desk and I was like, huh. I don't remember pulling that muscle. Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> I mean, it's the sort of thing you want done thoroughly, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, whether the tests come back one way or the other, I mean, they got whatever was in there. So I guess we'll see. There you go. Good. But yeah. You know, uh, I had a, yeah. um, I had my annual wellness uh, appointment with my doctor. And um, here's a crazy thing. So they wanted to do a televisit instead. Right. I'm for that. Let's do that. I'm not a going into places kind of guy so much right now. Sure. And um, it turns out my insurance had just quit covering annual physical oh, no. televisits. And when I talked to the lady at my, my uh, I called the insurance. They told me to call my insurance to check on that. And I did. And they told right. me they weren't covering it. So I called the doctor back. And she said, yeah, they're changing it every week. Every, you, you can't, there's no predicting. You just have to call about every single appointment. And uh, so <laughs> I said, well, I'm sure you don't have written down there what it would cost me out of pocket. She's like, oh, God, no. All right. Well, so I rescheduled for end of April. So Wild. I can just be unwell until then. There you go. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, other than that, um, starting to, uh, well, starting to get some of the 1099s and Uh W2s and stuff in the mail. It's that season. And um, I haven't started crunching the numbers, and I know I really need to start because my guys are, are looking for them. Um, I did check and most of my players crossed the 599 threshold, mm. but looking at like expenses and things like I'm not hundred percent sure if I'm going to declare my contract labor this year, because, um, if they don't have to pay taxes to report on it, I don't know. It's, I may just take the, I may take the, um, the hit on that one. Haven't do you, decided. Do you do your own taxes? I do. I, um, QuickBooks self-employed has all of the personal business stuff and it literally just pours right. it into my, my regular tax return. Right, right. Yeah, you're better set up for that than, than I am. I um, When my taxes got complicated a few years ago, I started hiring hiring it down every year and I have a really great person who I completely trust and love. And um, But this year, obviously, for sure, my self-employment stuff is not, nothing. Borders on nothing. Probably not even worth reporting. Cer- yeah, almost certainly not worth reporting. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I might I might swing it myself. The the recent changes made it so that um, itemizing deductions is less less a thing. I used to do that and make out like a bandit, but not so much anymore. So. Yeah, I mean, you always you you typically have to weigh whatever you're doing against whatever the 
standard is and sometimes right. you're over and sometimes you're not. I don't know how this year is going to pan out. Yep. Yep. Got to do it and see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, other than that, you know, we, uh, we don't have any gigs coming up. I don't have anything on the agenda. Um, I, I have sold a couple of things over the past couple of weeks. I sold, uh, an iMac and I sold my Behringer XR 16 cause nice. it was literally just sitting and wasn't really doing anything. And I've got an X 32 big boy rig, like spitting distance from my desk. Good. So, you know, figure I free up some cash. Don't, don't spit um, at it. You know, the beginning of the year for us is a lot of renewals. So like the website uh, hosting came out this week. And so I need to make sure I have some cash on hand to cover just operating expenses. Yeah, it's funny how those go on in spite of they do. <laughs> business not doing anything. You know, the, the round two of uh, those PPP loans kind of came. I, I don't know if I'm going to apply. I applied the first time and use that to cover those kinds of things. I don't That's know if good. I'm going to do it again or not. You know, we'll have to see. Yeah. 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 I mean, after beyond that, you know, tomorrow I'm taking a half day and we are driving up to Highlands, North Carolina to go on an anniversary trip that was supposed to happen two months ago, but got Sweet. postponed. Sweet. So we're just going to go up to the mountains, maybe see some snow. Who knows? Have you been to Highlands, North Carolina before? Oh Yeah. Um, my wife's grandmother had, they had a house up there. So we, we used to visit, uh, that's long been sold and whatever, but, um, we're staying at the old Edwards Inn for anybody who's, hmm. uh, been to that area. It's like the nice spot. So I've been there, but I was staying at a friend's house. It's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And, it's a fun little town and plenty of money up there. It's like Carmel oh, yeah. in the mountains. Yep. Yeah. No shortage of that yep. for sure. Yep. Listen, I have one kind of music related thing. Do it. Um, some time back on the podcast, I mentioned that my right elbow has been bothering me, my strumming arm elbow. And yep. um, it's like guitar, it's like um, tennis elbow, but that's on the outside of the elbow. This is on the inside of the elbow, which a doctor will tell you is golfer's elbow. I don't golf. It's been many years since I last golfed. Um, and I was bad at it then. Bad. I can imagine. Um, but you get strumming a guitar too, if you try hard enough. And so um, <laughs> I... Something came across my Facebook feed um, from the tendonitisexpert.com. Tendonitisexpert.com. And it literally was my guide for curing guitarist tendonitis. Hmm. And um, I was like, yep. Because it's been since Thanksgiving. It's been since since we did that outdoor acoustic, uh, not acoustic, but in-ears um, rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. Like right around Thanksgiving time. Um, that I have really not been able to even touch a guitar. I have not been able to lift... There have been days when I couldn't pick up a plate. You know, it's been rough. And um, so uh, <laughs> this thing was a PDF with that he had written that contained his uh, prescription for how to deal with this. Uh, 29 pages, $29. Okay. I bought uh. it immediately. And um, it's a four-part thing. Four-part, four, I don't want to give away his, I mean, he's charging good money for it. And it is, it contains four steps that I wouldn't have thought to do. Um, I've been doing the lowest imp impact of them. Um, I will tell you part of it includes an ice bath for your arm. You got to kind of soak your whole arm in ice for a substantial amount of time. And I don't have a tub big enough, but I have one coming. There's, there was, but there's one stretch exercise that he prescribes that, um, I've been doing it and it's been helping. It's been helping a oh, lot. Yeah? So that's great. Yeah. Maybe twenty nine ninety five. Well, well spent there. If you are someone who deals with this. And it could be, it doesn't have to be elbow, it could be wrist, could be forearm. It's all, his, his point is like, it's all a system that is sort of fighting itself. And that's what causes tendonitis. 
and um, tendonitisexpert.com is where this guy was. And, and um, I'll continue to, you know, give feedback about it. I've barely begun to follow his regimen, but just the one thing I've been doing does seem to be helping. So awesome. So that's good. Meanwhile, you know, I haven't touched a guitar in all this time because strumming has been something that's, you know, <laughs> let alone like picking, not, not going to happen. I yeah. was actually to the point where if I was like washing dishes or something, my arm would lock up in a position and I couldn't straighten wow. it. it. It was, it's been bad. Um, but, uh, I actually played a little today. I pulled out um, uh, Voodoo Child Slight Return today. Just there it was. I played it. It was in my head. Came out the guitar. Arm feels nice. okay. So yeah, improvement for sure. Yeah. Anytime you can, you know, just pick, like it, it's, it's strange as musicians to like have a moment to just pick up an instrument recreationally. Yeah. It seems like such a, uh, such a novel idea, but uh, once you kind of like, you know, you get busy or you start working so much, like the idea of picking an instrument up just for fun kind of starts to fall to the wayside. Yeah. Um, one thing that, that's been kind of fun um, for me is that my my eldest son has started taking bass lessons and he's right. taking it from a guy who actually is a part of our uh, our network of players in the nice. band. Um, but like he's an, like he's got a music degree and, you know, he was like, well, can't you teach me? I was like this guy can teach you how to read music and like, you know, be a well-rounded musician. But, but I, I sat in uh, on his lesson on Monday because you're doing it virtually. And um, it was just kind of fun to see him kind of figure stuff out and, you know, also be able to show him like, Hey, let's, we can practice these things together and, you know, kind of help kind of push him in the right direction. And he's still trying to figure out the whole, like, what music do I like thing? That's oh. been an interesting part. Huh. Um, there's not a lot of bass players, uh, in, in trap music, which is apparently what he's super into. (laughs) Well, um, I did play him aeroplane by the red hot chili peppers. Um, and that seemed to work. I was like, you know, there's a lot of techniques in this one. He's doing, he's doing, you know, finger style stuff. He's doing slap. He's doing all kinds of different, all different kinds of things. Um, and, and I, it was funny, like the other, the next day he was just kind of walking around and I just heard him go, hmm, 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 hmm. I was like, yeah, got him. Uh, in. That's good. So I don't know if it'll stick, but. That's good. That's good. I generally um, recommend family members not try to teach each other instruments. It does not end well. I mean, in my case, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the guy that like tells him to do the dishes right. and, you know, take right. the dog out. And, right. Like he doesn't need me telling no. him to do no. anything no. else. One more piece so of instruction like, from dad. Like, no. No, right. And, no. and initially he thought that was a good idea. And we sat down for like maybe five, 10 minutes one time. And it's just like, I don't think this is not going to, you know, maybe once you've got some, uh, some experience under your belt, we can like play together. Like that seems like a fun thing. Right. Uh, the teaching part, not so much. No, no. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I'm glad, I'm glad your, your arm's feeling better. It's, it's, it's definitely, yeah, it is, it is a lot better. Um, Still feel it, but it's but it's it's improving for sure. I run into a couple of challenges over time. Um, I did have like a repetitive stress situation in mm. my right hand um, that I think was more. It was it was during college, and I think it had more to do with the way that I was typing and that than playing guitar. Um, but I did have to stop playing for a period of time in order to like recover. Yeah, and then I've had a couple of things with like improper singing technique where like I just couldn't sing and. You know, it's always like feels weird to be not able to do the thing that, you know, you 
enjoy doing the most. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it can be really impactful. I mean, not not even just enjoy them. I, there was a woman I worked with who um, had repetitive stress injury in her wrist, and um, she was an accountant and just flew on the keyboard. This was back in Lotus One Two Three days to give you a sense of yeah. how old I am. And she just everything was on the keyboard. There was no mouse. It was all you know, orange orange green screen, you know, stuff and. Um, and her doctor at some point eventually prescribed zero keyboard work. And, you know, the company we worked for, like, figured something out for her because she was a great person and really, really sharp. And they put her into HR. Um, right. That just involves a whole lot less of that kind of stuff. But sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's life-altering business if, if it impacts you. So best to take care of it early if you have it. For sure. For sure. And I mean, I, you know, my, I type all day. I, I do, I'm, you know, because I'm working remotely, like all of my correspondence is, is typing. Yep. So it's important to keep, keep tabs on those things and make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Yep. Yep. So do your stretches, go to the dermatologist, you know. All else fails, tendinitisexpert.com. There you go. So we promised that we wouldn't, do this again <laughs> well well it was guitar gear we promised not to talk about okay yeah so yeah we, you know th- this the past few episodes have been very gear heavy and we had definitely said you know okay we kind of jumped the shark on uh on this kind of content maybe we need to kind of switch gears however uh this week we had um a question pop up in the facebook group and felt like it was you know incumbent on, upon us to respond yep. and provide our, our, our two cents yep. or one cent or half cent, depending. So, uh, I believe this one came from, was it Donnie Howard? That's right. Donnie Howard, who is a regular contributor to the Facebook group. Thanks for, uh, for reaching out and, uh, and asking the question. Um, he was specifically asking about our thoughts on our turbo sound, uh, PA unit thingies. That's right. That's right. And he was asking about um, getting into those. You know, the, the the value of those, of course, is that they are... Compact. Compact, high quality, lightweight. Um, generally Relatively good. lightweight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, for what they are. Um, and so the kind of question was, what do we, what do we think about them? Yeah. Um, I use I, uh, TurboSound... IP series units in two different ways. I have an IP 300, which is a standalone mm-hmm. speaker. Um, and and for, for people who aren't familiar with these, this is a tower format speaker, a line array um, tower speaker system. And Correct. it comes in a lot of different sizes with a lot of different, you know, it plugs onto a, a, a base unit um, uh, that is, comes in a few different sizes and it's, it's a whole range of products, but essentially it's a stack of speakers in a box. And, um, and I use the smallest version of it, I think, unless something new has happened in the line since I last bought it, the IP300 for acoustic uh, stuff. Yeah. And he was asking about Don, Don was asking about acoustic. And I've loved it. I've used it for solo acoustic. I used it for the the, um, uh, the karaoke that I was doing. I've used it for my duo. Um, and it's I've found it to be plenty powerful for my uses indoors. Yeah. Um, there is an outdoor venue that we do that's just too big and too open, and I don't feel like it covers it well. So I, I bring uh, the second TurboSound setup I have, which is an IP2000, which is the yep. second to largest of their big speakers. It's a fairly substantial bass bin and then two stacks of uh, of tower speakers that stand up out of that. Yep. 
All in all, I've been happy with them. I think they sound pretty good. I think they have enough power for my purposes. Certainly there are, there are apparatuses out there that have way more power. Um, I will say, I think the IP2000's connections are getting a little shaky. Last time mm. I set it up, the um, the top tower was distorting and overloading some, and I lifted it and set it back on, and it was fine. Okay. So I know what to do to fix it if that happens again, but it was it took some diagnostic work to figure out that that was where the problem was, and it disturbed me that that was where the problem was, because that's yeah. supposed to be really secure. Um. But I've used it a lot. I've gigged with it with the band. I put the full band through it for, yeah. I mean, including this last year. It's been three years since I bought that that uh, that pair. Um, and generally, they've done really well. That's great. So that's kind and of my what, feed, feedback on all of what those. The, what is your the price point that each of those are at? It's been so long, I don't even know. Let me look. <laughs> So um, anecdotally, I um, I do own a um, an IP one thousand. Uh, I got it off like Craigslist, and I got I got like a killer deal on it. It was it was m- way under retail, um, and I don't want to say what it was because I I feel like I'm either twice it's either twice as much as I'm thinking or I'm about to half what I what it was <laughs> originally. But um, I I use it for the same purpose. It, it's strictly for um, solo acoustic stuff. Um, I don't know if I have gotten the hang of them mm. because I still, I have issues um, with mine as far as volume goes. So I, you know, I don't know about the, the, the two that you have, but mine is fully Bluetooth controlled. Yes. There are no, there's, there's like a handful of buttons, um, but nothing super tactile. There's like a single like rotary encoder uh-huh. um, and it's not really there for anything and you have to connect it via Bluetooth. Um, I, I find that I, I getting, getting a, getting a mix out of it is fine, but I feel like I have to like turn it all the way up in order to get any sort of like usable audio. Huh. And in doing so, uh, I find it to be prone to feeding back, which, you know, is one of the things that these tower line arrays are supposed to not famously do. Yeah. The physics of it um, is supposed to resist that. Right. So, you know, I, in, in my case, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's a lot of people like to set these up where they're behind them and they mm-hmm. use them to monitor them. Uh, I find that with the, I, I, I feel like the voice live is a part of the problem. Um, I feel like the adaptive dynamic stuff hmm. that it can do can sometimes cause uh s- s- soft sounds to be too loud and then it kind of causes those kinds of things yes um i also am using a shore super 55 which is a very large diaphragm which may also be a part of the issue oh that would be prone to it yeah now um what kind of um are you going through a mixer or just direct in so in my case, I'm going in the the guitar is going into the HX stomp, which is then being fed into the voice live, and then it's coming out of the voice live straight into the uh, straight into the uh, the speaker. So I go. So I'm th- using. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I just go straight out of the the voice live's balanced outs, right. right into it. All right. I am um, generally speaking, I'm coming into all all of my turbo sound stuff through my um, Soundcraft. Um, mixer, my 24 port soundcraft, which is, um, you know, there's preamps involved and it's coming out at a, at a line level and not an instrument level. And so I'm probably feeding it hotter than you are. Sure. Um, which makes me think 
that may be part of part of why you need to give it so much juice on the box itself is because your line yeah. your line is lower. Could be. Um, I don't know. I haven't. I certainly haven't had that problem when I've when I've um, I have never had the IP two thousands all the way open. <laughs> I've never needed it. That's fair. Um, I think I have. I think I have dimed the three hundred. Um, once or twice. It, you know what? I did that at the open space that the next time I came to, I brought one of the 2000s. Okay. Because um, I didn't feel like I was getting enough out of the 300. Um, I just checked out prices here. The 2000 is, th- is a thousand bucks. IP2000. Okay. It's a Turbo, th- Turbo Sound Inspire IP2000 is the, the the model. And then the Inspire IP300, which is a standalone column speaker, is 400 bucks. Okay. Um, and then there's a version of the tower speaker, the 2000 that's on either side of it, predictably the 1000 and the 3000. Yep. Um, and then the 500 is the smaller version of that. I still like, I can't for the life of me think of what I paid for it. it I feel so it retails for looks like three, six ninety nine. I feel like I paid like 300 bucks for it. Well, that's a good deal. Maybe like three, maybe three twenty five. Maybe it's a really good deal. So, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I just need to put a, a mixer in line. And you know, it would have been great to uh, to use that Behringer mixer that I just got rid of. <laughs> Travels light. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's funny. I I did I did use it for um, for one specific gig. We did Amber and I did a duo gig at the British Consulate oh, yeah. of Georgia, and um, I used that because I needed a third input for her. And, um, I didn't have any issues, but also that was like one of those things where it was like, you need to be as like quiet as possible. You right. were there, you know, we were out in the garden just to make yeah. some noise. Diplomacy not is underway here. We need to not, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, at some point I, I will get another small format mixer. Um, I actually have one. I'm, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to sell maybe, maybe I should reconsider that. <laughs> well, I mean, just, you know, they're in the basement, maybe put it through. Put it through that into that box and just see if you feel like that gives you the power you need. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd sent you some pictures a, a while ago that we had, we had some people over in the driveway and I brought out like the K mm-hmm. the KW one eighty ones and like the uh, the Chauvet DJ four bars just for because I just wanted to see if they still worked. Right, I had used them, so I was like, screw it, let's have some production value. And I was like, man, this house looks really good uplit like this. <laughs> nice. Makes you want to reconsider like our outdoor lighting situation. Right. right. Well, th- uh, yeah, I feel like that covers it pretty, pretty solidly. Yeah, so, I think so too. Uh, I think so too. You know, we... and well, here's, here's the last thing I would say. Um, when right. I, when I bought the IP 2000, um, I shopped it real heavily and I was pretty confident that that was the best buy at the time. I haven't shopped it in quite some time and I know that market has moved some since then. So I wouldn't, yeah. um, my, my liking that one, I wouldn't necessarily just go blindly on Dan's word about that. Given the market in 2021, I think that I would take a good hard look around if I was shopping from scratch. So, um, I know that there are a lot of competitors out there. I mean, Bose sort of started the whole concept of this tower speaker thing. Um, but well, they just released a new version of new, that new version of that L one. Yeah. And I guess it has a bigger base unit or something. I don't, I don't know what it was. I didn't look closely, but there are competitors like, um, Maui and um, uh, some others names are escaping me, but well, yeah, I mean, at this point, because of the popularity of that form factor, you've got JBL, you've got yeah. EV, you've got lots of people, you know, doing them. 
Possibly. Basically, every every speaker company is now in that market, which is a good thing because you now have more options. You know, uh, they have models that are battery powered. They have models mm-hmm. that, you know, at all different wattages. Um, I do like the idea of having a two piece column because the IP1000 is one piece and it is real not fun carrying around. Right. Yeah. I like breaking down the two, the two piece IP2000 breaks down into a very tidy package. Um, yeah. And you know the 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 physics of this. It's really interesting. You know, a, a a box speaker essentially emits a sphere, a spherical sound pressure wave. Right. The, yep. the the molecules of air are compressed in a spherical pattern. These things emit a column of sound pressure. So it's a it's a it's not just a sphere. It's actually a column that expands from the from the tower. It's a you know it's like a like a column spherical you know yeah, cylindrical you column of air pressure which the physics of it um apparently not being i'm not a physicist but Allegedly. this is what i read um a, a a sound wave in that shape does not degrade as quickly a point source degrades at a, a square of distance math whereas a sure. column of sound degrades linearly with distance which means it which validates my experience with them which is that it gives you a ton of throw you hear them really well in the corners of the room and it doesn't take a lot of volume to do that right um so that's really the value of them for me they're, they're light they're easy to tote they also fill a room really well and you don't have yeah. to be super loud so i do i do like the form factor very much and for sure I, i'm i'm pretty committed to the the concept of that and you know if i was buying again from scratch i would certainly shop them from scratch. Sure. Very good. Yep. You know, we had one other thing that we wanted to hop into, but you know what? I feel like, I feel like this is, feel like we're good. All right. Look, you know, light week. It's all good. You know, guys, we, we've been, you know, we've talked about it a lot over the course of the past few months that, you know, there's some, you know, sometimes it's hard to kind of figure out where, uh, where to go on a weekly basis. Um, I, I do want to say that we do have a lot of really, exciting things on the horizon um the thing that we had alluded to previously uh about the you know famous guitar player um has is is more or less confirmed um we're just trying to hammer out a date uh still not quite ready to announce it i will say that this person um is a famous side a side man i guess you would say yep and uh played for one of the biggest pop stars uh in history yeah and um you know, I, I've been a fan for, for a long, long time yep. and, um, yep. it seems like it's all coming together and, uh, I'm excited about that conversation. So stay tuned for that. Yep. Uh, also wanted to do one, <laughs> do a review. Um, if you want to be featured on the podcast, the easiest way to do that is to leave us a review. This one, um, not so great. Hmm. It, this is a, this is a one-star review. Oh, okay. And I don't know if we've talked about this one or not. But a uh, one-star review uh, by a guy named PRS6565 says, there's a pandemic. You aren't playing anywhere for a long time. Thanks for the reminder. One star. Hey. So. I, you know, I'm sorry that we brought the pandemic upon us. I'm sorry that we, I'm sorry that we had the audacity to have started a podcast before yeah. we knew that the whole world was going to shut down. We yeah. should have known better. Yeah, it was really, it was really, it was crappy of us, frankly. Yeah, I think so. Well, beyond that, um, just trying to learn some new things, trying to have some fun, uh, doing creative stuff. You know, the YouTube videos are doing very well. Yeah. Um, you know, engagement has been, uh, up 
Uh, I will say that taking um, hot stances on things isn't <laughs> necessarily the best way to make friends on the internet, but uh, it is effective. <laughs> <you> the views. <laughs> Yeah. The uh, that Chinese democracy video definitely uh, touched a nerve with some people. I have noticed that um, there's a strong correlation between a video getting a lot of views and the link to it on Facebook getting a lot of comments like "clickbait." I'm not watching it. Uh. Right, which is you know a peek behind the veil. Actually, if you're actually if you're truly interested in this kind of thing, um, follow me on LinkedIn because I actually wrote an article about true. Uh, something called negativity bias and how. Uh, in the content creation business, we are uh, compelled to to do these kinds of things and make this kind of content, uh, even though it isn't necessarily good for uh, our channels or us as people. Right. But yeah, it's 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 definitely an, an interesting uh, conundrum to be in. Yeah. But uh, even the po- the positive stuff's been doing well too. The Line Six. Uh, HX Top XL videos doing well. It's doing. It's not doing as well as the you know the controversial one, but uh, the the dialogue is much uh, much more positive. Yes, got yes. more subs off of that one <laughs> than uh, than the other one. Yeah, and if you're not subscribed to our YouTube uh, channel, you absolutely should be. You know um, what we try to do is take uh, these long form conversations, break them down into pieces that are a bit more palatable, easier to digest, and then also doing kind of supplemental content, um, that isn't necessarily podcast worthy that requires some sort of visual medium. And then, you know, every once in a while trying to do some fun music stuff too, while we're at it. Uh, so if you aren't a subscriber, please consider doing so. Uh, once we hit a thousand subs, we get to unlock some fun features that we don't have right now. And, um, we're on our way. Let's just say that. And uh, other than that, I uh, I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. Uh, we, I think I'm going to go ahead and write the check to Songs for Kids Foundation tomorrow. Nice. Uh, there's still time. If you want to donate, um, we will make sure that it gets to him. Uh, Dan will for sure drop a link in the show notes. Um, but I am uh, going to cut them a check because we've uh, we've accumulated some money and it's time to pass it along and share that goodwill with other people. So Very good. Uh, thanks again for everybody who donated. Uh, it's been a wonderful uh, source of joy uh, and pride in this community. And uh, I just, I feel great about it. So thanks again. Uh, if you want to support us in any other way, you can do so by doing all the things that Dan's about to say, but that will do it for this week from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson from Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 140. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash Cover Band Confidential, Instagram at Cover Band Confidential, and Twitter at Cover Band Confid. If you have any questions, please email us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com and consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash coverbandconfidential. And for more info, check out www.coverbandconfidential.com.